And we're back with another episode of Inside Sports Fantasy Football. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Inside Sports Fantasy Football, the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows. And if you can, please give us that five star review wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at Inside Sports Fantasy Football, wherever you get this, whether it's on Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, wherever you get it. Also, as well, you can go ahead and catch us each and every time out right where you get your podcasts, and it's greatly appreciated if you do. So if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at Inside Sports Fantasy Football, the Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos and Game Source. And of course, our good friends at the Domination Sports Nation. If you could support all of that, it is sincerely appreciated. Well, we're back with season four. My gosh, season four already. The time has flown by for Inside Sports Fantasy Football. It's Gerald Glassford coming again right back at you here for another season. They're already in training camp. Exhibition games have already started. It's already time for everybody to start sitting down, getting their notes together, getting the rankings together, getting everything together for this year's draft, or in many cases, drafts, because I know a lot of people are doing more than one draft out there. So what are your thoughts out there on your Fantasy Football League draft? If you have questions, we can have answers. So go ahead and hit us up wherever you get this podcast, or go ahead and hit us up, isfantasyfootball at yahoo.com. That's be a great place to go ahead and answer questions there for us or wherever you get your podcast. And also, of course, YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter. But also here today to talk about everything going on is a good man indeed. He is one half of the great tag team duo that is the Domination Sports Nation to tell you exactly what you need to know about your upcoming fantasy football draft. It is the legend himself, Chris Sardieri. <laughs> and Chris, great to have you back, my friend. Although I was kind of hurt you were here recently in vegas and you didn't get a chance to see me <laughs> we'll put legend in quotes and in all fairness to myself in this case you know i don't make excuses but uh my better half of the domination sports nation podcast dom was in town for a an aau basketball tournament we're at the mercy of the schedule and basically had a, a one-day vacation in vegas and was back on the road but i will say we enjoyed your thunderstorms. It wasn't as hot as it usually was, but it was definitely humid. It had some uh, flash flooding. It was pretty wild up there a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, but the only problem is the rest of the time, it's just cloudy and it gives us no rain. So that's uh, unfortunate yep. for here in Vegas. It's okay. My good friend on the Lakers fast break, Joe Soro, he was here for Evo three days. Dude, we're going to meet up? Yeah, sure. Let's go ahead and plan something out. And, of course, it never materialized. I always get disc when people, my good <laughs> friends, come here to Las Vegas. So, you know what? That's that's okay. That's okay by me. But another great show is in the offering right here in Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Again, truly appreciate you listening and watching. But the fantasy football season has arrived. I know Yahoo, ESPN, the leagues are going hot and heavy. Everybody's getting their own fantasy football leagues together as well. But things might be a little bit different this time around. I see the bevy of starting quarterbacks that you could utilize on your team really deep this year. Something I saw last year noticed that there were a lot of champions in a lot of different leagues with a lot of different quarterbacks. There were no 
really just one quarterback that you had to have that would take you all the way guaranteed. You had to go ahead and make sure that you could build an entire good roster. It was not dependent on just one or two players. You needed to build a roster that you could go ahead and compete and win because there were plenty of quarterbacks out there that could get the job done for you. There are a ton. And as Dom and I learned the hard way in one league, we had Joe Burrow on the bench during our playoff game. And he had that huge game throwing a bunch of TDs to Jamar Chase. And for most of the season, he was just stashed there on our bench. But you know, look at a guy like that who might emerge halfway through the season or even someone who's a little more steady. The key is to build your, your running backs and your wide receiver depth, because as we saw with being a Derrick Henry owner, running backs get hurt and you've got to have someone. And there are a lot of teams you know, whether in the big ones, the, you know, the Christian McCaffrey's, the Jonathan Taylor's of the world who are the clear number one backs in the NFL. A lot of it's running back by committee. And sometimes a clear number one doesn't emerge until the latter half of the season. Absolutely. So my question to you is, my friend, as you start to sit down, you contemplate your rosters, you contemplate your rankings, you start to formulate a plan going into these drafts, whether it's online or whether it's indoor with friends or whatnot. You know, it's that time of the season. It's getting closer and closer to the beginning of the NFL season. My question to you is, is there a different approach this time around? Because I think people need to go ahead and whatever standard practice they use drafting in the past, they might need to do some tweaks and changes to make it a little bit more modern and updated. I definitely think so. I'm I'm not one to use a first round pick on a quarterback unless you're in maybe a really big league with 12, 14 teams and you've got one of those last picks of the first round and you've got a snake back in the second and your third round pick won't be around for a while. So maybe you've got to reach on a top quarterback there if there's a run on quarterbacks. But for me, like I had mentioned earlier, good running backs are hard to come by. You need to lock down at least one clear number one back and you've got to get a top receiver. Although I will say, the depth at receiver in fantasy football is probably as great as it's ever been. At least I can remember. I've been playing 25 years. So you can, can wait a little bit on a wide receiver too. So I feel like if in you're in that top half of the first round, you've definitely got to get a running back, which is ironic, Gerald, because when you and I, us old timers, started playing, it was always crucial to get a running back in the first round. And here we are full circle. Exactly. But then there were a lot of quality running backs back in the day when you and I first started playing back in the 90s there were a premium of running backs available that you could guarantee for a thousand yards eight to 12 touchdowns something like that that would get your job done if you know you could actually fill out actually three or four running backs at that time if you were lucky that could fill out your roster that would all gain over a thousand yards now in some cases you're lucky to have just one Absolutely. It's funny how that changes. And then you've got some guys, you know, I look at someone on the Packers like uh, AJ Dillon. I heard someone saying recently, you know, they think he can have a thousand yard season. Well, I don't think he's a clear number one back there, but I, I could see a scenario where he plays more or, if, you know, due to injury becomes a starter. Those are the types of guys you have to target on. And like you said, there were mediocre running backs back in the day that used to easily get you a thousand over a 16 game season. Absolutely. So my question to you is, as you start to fill out these rosters, as you start to go ahead and make sure you approach this in the right manner, what is the first really sound bit of advice you ask somebody to go ahead and do outside, of course, study, study, study what happened last year and the trends going forward this year? 
Definitely go in with rankings. I recommend not getting a magazine, nothing against the magazine writers and publishers of the world, but those have been written and or produced probably sometime in June, so they could be dated. And not just with injuries, but, you know, as guys move up and down the depth chart, I have no preference to an online one. I'm not taking any ad money from any of the sites, but, you know, the big boys and girls, print out one of those. Don't print out too many. Make sure it's got something that not only has maybe an overall top 100, top 200 ranking, but by position and shows the bye weeks because sometimes you're going to get in there and maybe your two best players are on bye. So you're going to want to look down the road and make sure when you draft for your bench, you don't have everyone on the same bye all week. Not super important, but it's something to keep in mind as a draft goes on. And then number two, don't reach. I've seen it happen in all sorts of leagues. Someone will go and take Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes in the top three, let's say. That doesn't mean you need to take a quarterback. Whatever your approach is going in, whether you want to stock up on wide receivers, running backs, wait on a quarterback or get a quarterback, stick to what you're doing. I'm not saying ignore what the herd does. Pay attention because some value might fall to you, but don't follow the trend and say, all right, I've got my eye on these two running backs, but oh no, the top two quarterbacks go. I better get one here. Stay the course. That's one thing I want to ask you. So if you're going for a a running back, per se, a high-quality running back, in the first round, if it falls to you, the question is, how do you build out your roster the rest of the way? Do you go quarterback soon after, or do you start focusing on that depth at wide receiver? Because the skill positions for me, I know that was a problem for me last year is because it was good, but the problem is once injuries started to take place, I found myself reaching and going for the waiver wire a lot sooner than I would have hoped. Your thoughts on trying to build out that better roster than you did last year? If I get a running back in the first round, I'm going to tend to pick a a wide receiver in the second. And again, a lot of it depends on your draft position, a a serpentine style draft where if you're in a 12-teamer and you've got the 12th pick, well... You're going to have back-to-back picks, and you're going to have to wait a little while. So that's what I would do personally. But, you know, if you're apt to have a top-five quarterback and not worry about it the rest of the season, then you get a running back one. Maybe you, you do that in round two and then build out your wide receiver and running back depth from there. Some people like to take tight ends high, depending on how your league set up or scoring. I think I'm on the verge of one league this year where just maybe we eliminate the tight end because – you, know, you get someone like a, a Kelsey, for instance, he's a glorified wide receiver. And then there's a big drop off after like the top five or six tight ends. So you can do that, too, depending on what your preference and your scoring rules are in your league. But doesn't that provide a little bit more strategy, you know, per se? I mean, to me, that, that would also suggest that it creates a little bit of buffer of instead of just having another wide receiver or skill position player in that slot having to go ahead and think and approach about when you take a tight end simply because of the fact that it could make a difference between a win and a loss. I agree. I I know some leagues like the Yahoo, they've got kind of like this. It would have to be a wide receiver or a tight end or a running back, almost like a, a flex spot or even just a wide receiver and a tight end. What I would argue is some of these teams, number three wide receivers might not have as much productivity on a week by week basis as an average or decent number one tight end on a team that likes to throw the ball and spread the ball around. So it can go either way. I mean, I'm on the fence with this, but I just feel like I'm jaded from having to play the waiver wire with tight end so much over the past few years. We may be headed to the replay booth, but we'll be right back with Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. My last movie that I saw in the theaters 
was the last Skywalker. I know. Condolences to me. Wow, man. Right. I I just had talked about that, and I completely forgot that I saw that movie. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't speak great things about it, I suppose. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. For the latest news and information, analysis and opinions on the Los Angeles Lakers and the NBA, check out the Lakers Fast Break podcast today on wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, it's Gerald Glassford here at Inside Sports Fantasy Football, along with my good friend and fellow host, Mr. Chris Lardieri of the Domination Sports Nation. Catch him and his son, Dom, right there for you at the Domination Sports Nation. Chris, no time yet for doghouse, woof, woof, woof. No time yet for your picks or anything of that nature. No contest yet. It's just all about the strategies that take place during the course of what hopefully will be a successful draft for everyone listening and watching out there. But before we head on out, my friend, I want to go ahead a little bit over more about the strategies on how to build the middle part of your roster, because that's something a lot of people have a tendency to forget to talk about, because I think this is the crucial part of how you build your team is that three, four, five, and six picks that you make for your team. Your thoughts on what you do as far as approaching it from there, do you just go separate positions or do you go first as far as best player available, even through rounds four, five, and six? I take more of a top-down approach, and I look after the first three rounds and see, all right, what do I need here? And I start eyeballing. You know, Maybe that's when I flip through the detailed position rankings and highlight guys that I'd want at each of those respective positions. I personally like to have a, a well-rounded team now. There might be instances where you've already got a top running back and someone you're really high on slides to you, and in the third or fourth round, you're like, all right, I'll round out my team with a top running back and build up the wide receiver depth there, go get a tight end or even the quarterback rails, whatever the case is. But I do like to lay out my draft sheet and see, all right, here's what I've got here. Here's how many receivers I've got. Here's how many running backs I get. And I think that comes into play, especially in the middle to later rounds where you can build depth. Now, I'm not saying, oh, I need a wide receiver. I just need to go take who's out there. But at the same time, you know, value comes into play as well. Maybe I've got three running backs already. I'm not crazy about the wide receiver sitting out here, but boy, I really like this guy. He's an up and comer. Or, you know, he may be on the bench now, but the coach is saying good things about him. I'm stashing him for the, the second half of the season. So I think don't be too rigid, but kind of have an approach in there. Here's what I'd like to do. And here's what could happen. And what I find is you'll find gifts because there are people who either just work solely off a draft sheet, panic, or start picking guys from their favorite team or their favorite players as the middle rounds evolved. And guys can fall to you that are well worth it. That's for sure. I've landed some really good players over the years, just because of the fact that people have ignored them for whatever reason, because they go for players that, they are more familiar with. Sometimes name value has a way of working against you. If you go ahead and just pick the players. Oh, yeah, he was a great college player. I'll go ahead and take him. I know his name because I, he used to be a good all-pro player, something like that. And they're not going up by what could be successful moving forward. They just go off of what they're most familiar with. So because you know either they didn't do the research or – they're just, yeah, sometimes they're just uh, drawing at straws per se, or they're throwing darts to see what sticks. Absolutely. And, you know, 
I, I find too, the older I get, and you, know, you and I have been at this a long time, I try and listen a lot less to the experts and let my eyes do the the observing and the research. I'm not saying to watch preseason games. I mean, that's nice and all, but really the starters don't play anymore. That's a, another topic for another show. But Yeah, speak um, to Aaron Rodgers on that. Yeah, and his uh, herbal tea or whatever he's drinking these days. Yes. But I do feel, you know, look at who's, you know, maybe read up a little, see who's getting reps and practices. I mean, if you like a particular player, the beauty of fantasy football in 2022 is you can click next to his name and see what the notes say, see what media around the country is writing or what the coach said in a press conference at camp or after an exhibition game. So I think that's definitely helpful. Not too keen on, like I said, reading these draft magazines or guys or anything like that. I think just more of read read it from the perspective of a football fan to see who's doing well or maybe there's a player you like. Dom is excellent about Oh, I remember this guy from college. I couldn't even tell you what team half of these guys played for. I know the names, but I can't remember who they played for unless it was like, you know, a Bama, a Georgia, a Clemson, or a Notre Dame, or, you know, Rutgers, where I went to school, for instance. But he's good at, yeah, this guy was good in college. I think he's got a good shot because so-and-so is only in front of him on the depth chart. And that's where you build and stash in the later rounds, things like that. Well, the one last thing I want to really touch on before we hand on out is – We've focused the past few years on this show in regards to the quarterback position because ultimately it does fall down to the quarterback position, at least having a protective quarterback. And I mentioned at the top of the show that quarterbacks right now in the league are at a premium. I think the depth of quarterbacks that you can win a league with is probably higher than it ever has been. I think right now I could say off the top of my head, I could probably say – 17 to 20 could win you a league just based off their stats. Your thoughts on this? Do you see 20? I think I see 17 to 20 as far as individuals at quarterback, either where you have a starter as a backup coming off that can get you the kind of numbers you need that could win you a league. I completely agree. And here's why, especially because it's happened to me in the past. Your goal is to get into the playoffs, you know, now with a, what an 18 week season, uh, the playoffs could be 16 and 17 or 17 and 18, or even all three of those weekends, but you want to get in, but you also want to play the best matchup from week to week basis. And like I said, we're kicking ourselves for not starting Burrow last year. One year I started Jimmy Garoppolo when he first came to the 49ers and he had a great game and helped me win a, a playoff game to get to the finals. So you want to play the best quarterback for that week. Now, you may have a guy and ride the hot hand, and he gets you into the playoffs. That doesn't necessarily mean he's your starter. This isn't the NFL. This is fantasy football. But I completely agree. Given that, when you figure, what, 20 out of the 32 starting quarterbacks in the NFL could win you a fantasy football playoff game. And I would agree with that statement. And I think at the very least, a lot of those guys, with the way the leagues evolve, with the passing and Oh, even even guys like Jalen Hurts, is he a starting NFL quarterback? I don't know if he is long-term, but he's a darn good fantasy football one because he runs a lot as well. One thing you got to put in as well, as it gets later into the season, you're going to see injuries start to pile up. You're also going to see performances from winning teams. You know, If you're a player that is already on a team that's clinched a division or clinched a conference, they're not apt to go ahead and play you as many reps or play you at all in some cases. So you got to have viable backups on the team that could go ahead and produce for you. Maybe on, let's say, losing teams or teams fighting for a playoff spot that actually have to go ahead and give you a lot of reps. So that's something to consider as well. 
Completely agree. And uh, I mean, another good example, I'm not a huge fan of his. I'm not advocating drafting him or not, but hearing everything lately at coming out of Carolina with Baker Mayfield, where uh, is he the starter? We don't know yet. I'm sure he will be. But the way I look at it, guys looking to make a name for himself, looking to get a contract if he plays well. Those are the sorts of scenarios you're not going to get by looking at fantasy numbers where, hey, this guy might be worth playing down the road. Or, you know, like last year with the Bengals, they came out of nowhere, made a run, and Burrow became a a week-to-week starter or like for instance Matthew Stafford a lot of people were skeptical of him but you know what he had a pretty nice fantasy season and if you got some stud wide receivers and running backs last year and Stafford's your quarterback I'm perfectly fine laying my head on the pillow at night saying hey Matt Stafford was part of my winning fantasy football team so I I think there are a lot of good examples like that Uh, the one caveat Gerald we've talked about this throughout the four years on the show I am not an advocate of taking Daniel Jones as an NFL quarterback or a fantasy quarterback. So I'll draw the line there. (laughs) You know, there's usually a case where, like we talked about earlier in the show, where there's that individual that's a homer that has to go ahead and pick his guys. Seeing the struggles with your team, the Giants, for so many years now, I'm glad to see that has not fallen upon you as far as being jaded towards your team is concerned. Absolutely. I mean, even when they were decent in the Eli Manning years, I wasn't picking Eli every year as my quarterback. I had him as a backup a few years. I thought he was serviceable and good to fill in a bye week or on a pinch. But uh, yeah, you've got to uh, you've got a favorite football team to root for. That's why they're there. Not necessarily to build a fantasy team about. Although, uh, as Dom will tell you, I I do have a. uh, a sort of a trend to, to stay away from Dallas Cowboys players, uh, not just because I dislike the Cowboys so much, but I do feel, you know, they're a little bit on the overrated side, especially on the offensive side of the ball. So um, wouldn't, wouldn't say that about Micah Parsons if you play in a league with individual defensive players. But, uh, you know, it, the reason I don't like a lot of those Cowboys is not because – uh, I dislike the Cowboys so much it's just because from a fantasy perspective, I tend to think they're a little bit overrated offensively. I, Ezekiel Elliott comes to mind for sure. Well, that's something I think we'll touch upon next week are the top underrated and overrated players on your board. We'll go there for that next week. And if we have time, otherwise we'll skip it to the next week. We'll talk about your overall players that you need to target in your upcoming draft. So we'll go ahead and be talking about those subjects. If there's anything else you want us to talk about, please feel free to go ahead and reach out to us. IsFantasyFootball at Yahoo.com. Well, I'll tell you what, Chris, it's just truly great to have you back. Season four, going to be fun. Hoping I can get Dom back in here whenever he can as soon as possible. But any last maybe tidbits or thoughts on the way out? Sure. So I'll, I'll keep it separate of fantasy football. I want to thank you. This is season four. I really enjoyed the run. Dom's a little busy with homework. He had practice tonight, but have no fear. He'll be checking in, especially as the fall goes on and he sends his best. And we thank you both for the opportunity. And, uh, you know, we're a short drive away from Vegas. We'll be back there at some point, the Lardieri clan. So we will meet up. And I knew I threw out a couple names of restaurants. I don't, I don't want to say them, not because uh, I'm, I'm, not about giving free plugs to great restaurants, but I don't want too many people to know about these and we'll never get a table. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough indeed. But being here since 1995, I could also give you some suggestions in case the wait list is a little bit too long as well. So (laughs) yeah, that one Italian restaurant comes to mind that we talked about off air. Yeah. Very good. Very good place indeed. But it is Chris Ardieri. He and Don Ardieri make up the tag team duo that you got to check out each and every time out. 
at the Domination Sports Nation. Plus, also is here whenever they can. Hopefully, each and every week this season, right here at Inside Sports Fantasy Football. So, for Chris Sardieri, it's Gerald Glassford. Once again, I know you out there will have fantasy football questions to go ahead and ask us. So, please hit us up anytime you can on the Twitter, Yahoo, also as well, YouTube, Facebook, or on Twitch as well. And we also want to know how you're doing in your drafts leading up to what's going to be another great season. You can go ahead and catch us each and every week right here at Inside Sports Fantasy Football.